Hi, and welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm Tony Rodriguez. I'm your host, and I hope everyone had a very good weekend. The weather is unusually warm out here in North Carolina, but it's a it's been a very beautiful week, and uh, I hope everyone's doing all right. I know some people up in the northern United States are snowed in. I hear uh, California has been snowed in as well, and uh, to all of you out there, Good luck, I guess. Um, so this week, there are a couple of things I wanted to talk about, right? Uh, the first is I wanted to talk about the um, starting a small business, right? Uh, I also wanted to talk about um, my goals that I've uh, established for myself and how some of them have changed and maybe not changed, but have just been the timelines have adjusted and so let's just jump right on in and we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the small businesses. Uh, right. So for those of you who don't know, um, the VA does not offer um, loans for small businesses. So if you're a veteran, and you want to get out and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to go start a pizzeria like me. Right. That's what I want to do. I want to start my little Caesars. Um, uh, the VA. They don't have a program for that. So what they're going to do is they're going to point you towards the Small Business Administration, right? And it, this isn't difficult. If you just, again, go into Google and you type in Small Business Administration, it comes up and then it gives you options, right, of what you wanted, what you're looking for. And if you just click on the, the little tab that says funding, it takes you right up to loans, and if you can read at a sixth grade level, you should be able to read this and understand it. But it basically, it, it's a guide. It's a, how can I put this? It's a startup guide for dummies, right? And it'll, it, right up at, top, at the top, it says business guide, right? And it breaks it down into four sections. The first one, it says plan your business. The second one is launch your business. And third is manage your business. And then fourth is grow your business, right? And so in the plan your business, it, it breaks down in subsections, your market research and competitive analysis, write your business plan, uh, calculate your startup costs, establish business credit, fund your business, buy an existing business or franchise. Now, this is important because, I, I again, I've seen a great deal in the networks that I'm a part of and then on LinkedIn about people who have these great ideas. And they're usually retirees who or higher in rank. And I guess because of their time in the military and later on in their career, they got used to just saying things and having people execute their plans. You know, you, you've all heard it, right? Make it happen. Fix it, NCOs, right? Fix this. Right? And you, you never receive any guidance or any explanation on what's wrong or what needs to be fixed, but you're just supposed to fix it, right? And that's fine because that made the rest of us um, resilient, right? We're able to adapt and figure things out with very little guidance, very little explanation. We're able to um, come up with solutions, which is what's needed if you're going to start a small business, right? Well, and I say this again about sergeant majors, not all of them, but there's there's a good portion of them who, you know, are out on LinkedIn saying, hey, I have this great idea. Can somebody uh, write my business plan for me? It's like, bro. No, I'm not writing your business plan for you. I'll help you. I'll look it over once you do it. But get up off of your ass and do a little bit of work. 
It's like, are you stupid? No, I'm not going to do your business plan for you. It's like, basically what they're saying is like, hey, I have this idea. You know, they're still in that mentality of I'm a sergeant major, right? So, hey, I have this idea. Why don't you go do everything for me and I'll just sit home and I'll fish and you just send me the profits. I'm not going to pay you anything. You do all the work and I'm just going to be over. I'm be over here on this side, off to the side. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to relax. And you just give me all the profits. It's like, no, you have to do a little bit of work, right? It's your life. And like I said, when you're in the military, it's, it's a great opportunity to better yourself. I was able to go from just being a self-centered um, punk kid from East LA to being a loudmouth, egotistical uh, SOB retiree, but who has a lot of acronyms behind my name now, right? And that matters. That is very important, right? And what I also learned is that the majority of the people on this planet are not my friends. They're not, and they're not going to help me. So I have to do things myself. And, and there are a lot of organizations out there that are willing to help you out, to, uh, that are willing to assist you, but they're not going to do everything for you. When you're looking for a job, they can help prepare you. They can help write your resume. But it's up to you to um, put in the work into yourself so you can land that job, so you can start your business, right? Um, on LinkedIn this past week, there was this uh, question. of There was two uh, resumes, right? And they were just examples. And one was just your typical black and white, and everything was crammed in. Um, but it, it looked look crisp, right? It looked clear. And uh, it was a one pager on, on the other one. It had color and had the same amount of information, but because color was added to it, there were color blocks. The information was crammed in more, right? And they were both one pagers. And I had, and, you know, they were asking people, which one would, did you like? And uh, so, you know, the majority of the people that were in the military or had just left the military said they liked one why? Because that's what they're trained to look at. That's what they've been used to. They've been brainwashed for so long that they're unable to look outside of the box and have an opinion of their own, right? And I liked number two because of the color, but I did not like the format because it had too much information packed into it. So I went against the green, right? I had a two-page resume. It wasn't the best resume. Like I said, it was a 75% resume, but it was enough because I had on there what I needed. I addressed my resume to the job that I was applying for, right? And again, at the bottom, the reason why I was a two-pager was because I wanted to put all of my education on there and all of my certs. That was important. And that was the second page alone. The first page was just my work history. That was it. And it was only the past 12 years of my work history. That's it. And it's important because people are, are so used to being in the military and they're told there's only one right answer. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. That's stupid. That's the military way of thinking things that, well, this is the only way to do it because we've always done it this way. And this is, this is the way to do it. No, you're a moron. You know, go after yourself, bro. Cause I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what I want to do because I have that freedom now. And you, you should all think like that. We should all think like that, right? This is your life and it's your opportunity to live it how you deem fit. You don't need anybody's approval. You don't need anybody's suggestion. You don't need anybody's advice. You don't need anything. You just go live your life how you want to live it. If you want to use that 
first resume template, go right ahead. If you want to be on LinkedIn or in networks begging people to um, come up with a business plan for you, that's fine. You could do that too. It's probably not going to turn out too well for you. Maybe it will. I don't know. Um, but I don't think it, I, I think your chances of being successful are, are slim to none. Um, so just go on here. Just go into the small business administration and check it out. Right, it breaks it down to the different types uh, types of loans that you want, and maybe you don't want to take a loan. Uh, maybe you might want to look for investors. It tells you on there too. It can point you in direction and, uh, to find investors to help you um, start up your business. Now you're going to have to split the profits with them, right? For me, I don't want to have investors. It's going to be me. You want to know who going to be who my investors are? My grandbaby, my grandbaby, and my daughter. That's it, right? Because my granddaughter she'll work for uh, pizza, right? That's it. And her job is just to be my granddaughter. That's it. <laughs> Pretty easy, right? She's already doing it. And again, like I said, um, the whole idea is to open a few of these and then have my daughter be my general manager and just run everything. And the idea is to build this business um, so she can run it herself and have something. Um, I, I I don't need really need this. I don't. And uh, it's just to help my daughter out to start her business and my eldest son Johnny too. If they if he wants to run it with my with my daughter, then both of them can do it. Uh, but it, it's not for me. All right. So just go on there. You know, like I said, just go into Google and type in small business administration, and and you'll find it. If if that's not enough for you, then go into Google and just type in S as in Sam, B as in boy, A as in Albert. Dot gov, and hit enter, and it'll pop right up. It'll be the first one on there. All right, so like I said, it, it's not very hard. Um, we like to make everything sound like it's difficult because then if we accomplish it, we can say that, hey, man, look, I accomplished that, right? Like it was so difficult. Only I could. Nobody else could. We want to make ourselves sound, um, I guess, impressive to our friends, right, or to complete strangers or to whomever. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. The information is there. You just have to reach out and get it. All right. Um, so this past weekend, yesterday, I went and I had signed up for the full marathon at Myrtle Beach and I was going to run that. But fortunately, um, I, I looked at the weather this past uh, throughout the week and realized that starting out, it was going to be 60 degrees at the start of the race. And for me, that's just a little too hot to run 26 miles. Um, so I, I dropped it down to the half marathon and that's a, a Looking back, that was a good decision because there were three uh, heat casualties just in the half marathon, right? So I could imagine what it would have been like if I had run the full marathon. Um, uh, one young lady was heat cramps and the two others appeared to be heat exhaustion. Uh, one lady passed out as she was walking and she felt busted open her head as well. So not only was she a heat exhaustion, possible concussion as well. Um, so I hope they're doing better. I hope they're fine. And, uh, you know, if you're going to decide to run a marathon, know what your limits are. If you know, if you're going to decide to run a half marathon, know what your limits are. For me, I know that when I start off a race, it has to be about, uh, if I'm trying to be competitive, if I want to do the best that I possibly can, then 50 degrees is the top temperature it can be when, when I start. Um, I've run the Virginia Beach mar uh, half marathon uh, multiple times, and it's always about 70 degrees, 75 when it starts out. And that I know I'm 
I'm going to take two and a half hours because I'm not trying to kill myself. I'm not trying to die out there. The first time I ran that one, I'm coming across the um, 13 mile marker and I see the paramedics on the side and they're giving this young man CPR. They're running on a, co- a code on him on the side of the, the race. It's like, yeah, that's, there's no need for that. There's no need to try to push yourself to that extent um, because ultimately we all want to do our best, but there's only one winner. There's only one best, right? And I know that's not going to be me. So I'm not going to push myself to the point where I'm going to die um, to do my best in, in an environment where it's just not conducive to me to doing my best. I want to put myself in position in these positions where I can succeed. I want to win. Right. But you have to put yourself in the right position for that. And trying to run a, a half marathon when the temperature is 70 degrees at, at start at 7am that that's, and the humidity was high too. It was like 70% uh, humidity. It, it's just, it's a no-win situation for me. So for, for those, I just run those just for fun and just take my time. Um, so, but this was the first one out, right? Uh, so I, I've said multiple times that I want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. I don't care about running the Boston. I just want to qualify, right? And so uh, while I was in the military, you know, I was dealing with a lot of injuries and they got progressively worse. And then the Army decided that they were going to come out with this stupid new uh, – physical fitness test. What is this army fitness combat test, whatever it is, this stupid nonsense, like this, this ball throw, like, I don't know when anyone will ever throw a stupid medicine ball in combat. I've never seen it. Never, never. Of course, everyone always likes to bring up these two examples, right? If I guess if you're in the revolutionary war and you're the preacher and you're shot by a red coat, then yes. Um, you can throw up your, your musket to Heath Ledger so he can try to uh, shoot one of the Redcoats, right? Or I guess if you're uh, – who is it? Uh, Willem Dafoe in Platoon, right? And the Viet Cong is chasing you down and they're killing you. And uh, with your last dying breath, you fall to your knees and throw your hands up into the air asking why, why, <laughs> you know? Those are the only two instances that I, I would know anybody – why anybody would ever have to replicate that action. It's – moronic it's stupid and whoever designed this should just go choke themselves for being such a moron it's like jesus christ man like what what are we doing here (laughs) and uh so but doing that uh exercise right like the sled pull like yeah i understand what the whole idea was it uh, i understand the idea behind the concept right like you want to push yourself uh, because in combat like you are like you're, you're stressed out and you're doing these short bursts, right. To get from point A to point B, uh, get certain tasks done. And a lot of times you're, you're just, you're out of breath. Right. But you have to keep going. And this is what I explained to uh, my uh, command teams uh, previously, right. There, there's a difference when you're in combat, you're getting shot at, right. <laughs> and the fear of dying will get you through some of these things. When I was back at Fort Bragg and I'm pushing the stupid sled, I, I don't care. What would I care, man? <laughs> what are you going to tell me? I was already a master sergeant and I, you know, they're telling me, hurry up. Like, yeah, whatever, dude, like get off my back. And so, yeah, I understand the army has to come out with these uh, new PT tests, right? You always want to improve and advance, but some of them just didn't make very much sense. And so, to get back to my original point, uh, doing some of these things, like throwing that, uh, doing the push sled, like 
was really taking a toll on my shoulders because at that point they were they were done. I mean, I have the shoulders of an eighty year old man, right? And uh, two years ago, I still had the shoulders of an eighty year old man. So pushing that sled just made my shoulders worse. So I, I signed out for maternal leave on August eighteenth, and after giving you know. Not rucking, not jumping out of airplanes, not doing any of those stupid sled pulls or any of that nonsense. My body has felt better, right? I'm eating better, getting more rest. And when I'm stressed out, I just stop doing whatever it is I'm doing. And I, I go relax. I listen to some music, play the guitar or, you know, whatever, what, you know, what I like to do now is I like to go watch uh, South Park. I like to go watch uh, Butters on South Park because it's funny. And that's fine. You know, you take time to go um, take care of your mental health and take care of physical health. Right. And so, um, you know, I've been practicing uh, running. And like I said, I can hold six miles for a seven, seven minute, 30 pace, seven minute, 30 second pace. Well, 13 miles is different. And, you know, my wife was saying like, well, I mean, you can do it for six miles. Why can't you do it for, you know, the entire race? Well, because it's seven more miles. <laughs> and at the end of those six miles, that last mile, I'm dying. Like I'm struggling to hold that pace, right? And so to start off this race, you know, I, I said, hey, I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to run it at like an eight-minute, 30-second pace, right? And so I'm running it, and but I'm so used to running 7.30 that I look down at my watch after I ran the first mile, and it says eight minutes. Like, damn it. I was running way too fast, right? So long story short, I ended up at about – an hour and 46 minutes. Um, so, you know, that's, it's not good. It's not bad. Right. It's just my starting point. Right. I didn't think I was going to qualify for the Boston marathon. Even if I ran the full marathon, I, I knew I wasn't going to qualify on this race at my age. I have to run three hours and 25 minutes to qualify for the Boston marathon. That's very doable. That's about a seven minute and 50 second pace for 26 miles. I can do that. I just need to practice, right? What I ran yesterday was about, I don't know, 820, somewhere in there. And so, yeah, I I know I can do it. Um, It's just going to require some work. Now, don't get me wrong. After I finished, my legs were really tight. Uh, My shoulders felt Like they hurt immensely. The only thing, the only reason why I kept running was because um, I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to quit. I don't want to embarrass my parents by just saying, hey, I set this goal and, uh, you know, I'm just going to not accomplish it because it's too hard. You know, my parents, they worked very hard, provide me an opportunity. I'm not going to let them down. Never again. So if I set a goal, I'm going to finish it. It might not be exactly when I want to, but I'm going to finish that. I'm going to accomplish that goal. So next year, when I run the Myrtle Beach Marathon, the full marathon, I'm going to qualify for the Boston Marathon. Again, I don't care about running the Boston Marathon. I have no interest in going up to Boston. Uh, But I just want to be able to ring that bell because when you um, qualify, you can go over and they have a bell. And you can, you can ring it. Right. And that's, that's all I want to do. So 
I was talking uh, previously about how I wanted to move to retire to Yap, right? When I'm finally done, I want to move to Yap. Um, in the meantime, maybe I want, I was looking at buying a condo at Waikiki. Well, my wife decided that she wanted to buy a new house, right? Twofold, right? One, it's going to help our son because we're going to rent this house out to him. So it'll help him with his family and they can live here and, you know, have low pay, lower rent. And so they'll be able to save a little bit more for their own house whenever they want to purchase one. Um, two, you know, um, my wife was, has been with me through the hard times. And so she wants to buy a new house. That's fine. I, I don't care. Uh, I told her, fine, go go find Chateau Rodriguez, right? And uh, so I told her, like, because I have no interest in it. I, I filled out all the paperwork and I said, you go find the house. I don't care. I, you can put a tent outside in the woods and that'll be fine by me. I couldn't care less makes no difference right and so that's what she's doing she's out looking for a house right and uh, when I filled out the paperwork and the uh, the finance company they called me and they said hey mr. Rodriguez you've been approved for eight hundred thousand to buy a house uh, is that enough do you need more it's like no you're crazy I don't need any more money than that like I want to buy a house. I'm not trying to build a militia compound, you know, <laughs> like, come on, man. It's, it's a house for two people. Like how much room do I need? Uh, you know, I, I guess if I was going to build an indoor track, then sure. Uh, but I'm not. So, you know, that, that's plenty of money. And so for those of you who don't know, um, yes, I'm going to use my VA loan again, and this house is not completely paid off. Right. So, your VA loan limit is dependent on the zip code where you live now, right? And so for here, it was, I, f I forgot how much it was, like 720, something like that for North Carolina. So um, the way it works is whatever the limit is in your in your zip code, they take that limit and then they subtract whatever you owe on your previous house and they subtract that, right? So say it was 720, right, to make the math easy and say I owe 20,000 left on this house. So that would leave uh, 700,000 that I could use to purchase a new house where I wouldn't have to put any money down. You know, the, the realtors don't know this and that's because they don't work for the v, VA and they're not the finance company. The finance company un understands this. So if you're looking to go purchase a house, I recommend getting pre-approved first and then getting a realtor because my realtor was telling me a lot of things and it's like, I, I like, yeah, lady, I know you don't just by you opening your mouth. I, I know that you have no idea what you're talking about and that's fine. Cause I don't need her for any of that. I just need her to show me houses. That's it. That's all I need her for. And so you need to understand this too, right? So work, work with the finance company first. Again, I, I mentioned uh, Bill Mitzef on here before reach out to him. You can find him on LinkedIn and he, He'll help you out. He'll help you uh, get a good rate on your uh, your home loan. And the reason why there's two reasons why I want to purchase purchase a house right now. Um, one because the interest rates are ridiculously high, right? And you're, I know people are saying like, "Well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you want to buy one now?" Well, because the interest rates are ridiculously high, now I can say, "Hey, the closing cost I don't want to pay. Seller, you pay the closing cost because it doesn't look like anybody wants to buy this house." I'm the only one that's interested. So yeah, 
you pay the closing costs and then we'll, uh, I'll buy your house. And a lot, a lot of the sellers are willing to do that now. Um, you can negotiate with them where a year ago, maybe two years ago, you would put in a bid in, right? And you would have to max out your loan. And then you would still have to put another, what, $20,000 on top of that coming out of your pocket. I'm not, I already told my realtor, I'm not putting any money out of my pocket. I don't need this house. I want this house. And I explained to her, you work for me. You do what I tell you to do. Or you'll be out of here and I'll get another realtor. Right? That sounds a little mean. But it you need to explain that to them because a lot of a lot of time people will work it and if they'll they'll push you around if you allow them. And they need to understand that they work for you. All right. Like she works for me because I want to buy that house. And uh so, and it was just like Bill said, right? Um, you know, I want to buy the house at whatever the price is that I, I agree upon with the homeowner. And then uh, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, when the interest rates come back down, because they will, then I'm going to refinance it and get a lower rate. But I'm going to buy the house right now at a price that I feel comfortable with. And I don't have to put any extra money down. And I'm going to have the realtor or the homeowner pay the closing costs. Um, so, so it works out for me. Now, another tidbit, right? Yesterday was the first race I ran with my iPhone, right? And uh, while I was running uh, at mile nine, because mile nine for me on the half marathon, that's why I get a little tired. I started thinking about something about the taxes on my house. I was thinking about like uh, if there was any uh, breaks that the VA provided um uh, for me because my VA rating is hundred percent, right? Came back hundred percent. So I trying to figure out, do I get any, uh, any assistance with my taxes for my home loan at all? Right. Uh, do I have any, will the VA help me at all with purchasing a house besides just providing me funding? And it turns out that yes, they do. Um, well, not the VA, but the state of North Carolina, and you need to check with your state, right? What did I do? I just, Again, ask Siri to look up in Google and if there are any tax breaks for buying a home for veterans who are 100% disabled. And it turns out in North Carolina, there is um, for the first $45,000 value of the house, they basically deduct for, again, we'll make the math easy, right? Say your house is valued at 100000 Then they basically knock off $45,000 worth of the worth of your house. So your health house is worth 55,000 according to the state of North Carolina now. And they tax you on that as opposed to taxing you on a hundred thousand. Um, so I don't know how much that'll save me, um, but I know it's going to save me a little bit. And I'll take it, you know, right. Because if I saved $1, that's $1 more than I would have saved if I didn't fill out this paperwork and turn it in. So just go ahead and check this stuff out, right? It, it doesn't require a lot of work. Um, we, as retirees and as service members, when we get out, we seem to little loss. It seems like we forget how to do things, right? It, because transitioning can be a little intimidating. And we look around and it's like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? I have to you know, support my family. I have to find a job. I want to finish my education. And you just have to do things one step at a time, right? And, and you'll get there, all right? We're all in the same boat. And you'll get there. You just have to be patient, learn how to relax, and, and you'll get there. And so one of the last things I wanted to talk about was uh, my PhD program, right? So 
again, um, I'm going to Troy and it's for the Global Leadership Program. And this past week, I, I realized that this is not the program for me, right? Uh, we were having a Zoom call and we were having a discussion and there was a topic, right? It doesn't matter what the topic was about. Was, we were talking about ethics and morality, right? And I used, brought it, we all had to come up with an example. So I submitted my example. And of course, the professor shot it down, which fine. I, I don't care. Like, like I had to explain to him, I've been all over this planet. I've had a lot of people call me a lot of different things. That's fine. But but here's, here's the problem. Here's the issue that I have with Troy, uh, with this program. One, this professor likes to give extra credit. This And my problem with this is that this is not junior high. There is no extra credit in a PhD program. These are the assignments. Do them. That's it. And his job is to grade it, give me feedback, and that's it. All right? This professor likes to give me feedback. He likes to give me feedback in four different ways. And it's too much because now he's just getting on my nerves. All right? So I don't particularly like that. I don't like the extra credit. There is a vocabulary quiz, which who in their right mind gives a vocabulary quiz in a PhD program? Again, what is this? Elementary school? Bro, come on. Okay. And the last thing and the last draw for me was, uh, so we're having this discussion, right? And I mentioned before, I hate the what if example. I hate when people use what if because I find that weak and pathetic. That means people don't have a an example, they don't have an argument, they don't have anything to base their ideas on, off of. So they have to create these imaginary situations to uh, prove their point. And it, it just doesn't matter because I don't live in a world of what if. None of us do. And people always wonder like, why do you get so upset? I get upset. I don't get upset. I just get mad because you're insulting my intelligence and I don't like it. And the only thing that pisses me off more than that is when people use my family as examples. And there was this gentleman in the class who said, well, Antonio, if you're developing these laws, what would you do if it was your wife and your daughter? And I had to stop him and I had to tell him, look, if you ever mention my wife and my daughter again, I will fly out to wherever you are and I will stab you in the face. And the professor got upset. And of course he's going to get upset because I, that was, I, I went overboard. That was too much. And I know it. And I don't care because I like I explained to them when I started this program, I want this degree. I don't need this degree. Oh, and here, here is the other nugget, right? Which is they don't understand. And I explained it to him then it's like, look, I know you think this is the one and only school that I can get into, but it isn't. I can get into any school that I want. I know I can, because I already applied to NC State, and I already applied to Old Dominion, and I was already accepted to Liberty, but Liberty, that's the backup one, right? That's the emergency one. Um, and I know I'm going to get in, hands down. Why? Well, one, I have three masters. Two, and this is the important one, right? Every uh, educational institute out there, every school, every university out there, and I mean everyone, wants to help veterans. Everyone wants to be like, out there saying, hey, yeah, we're helping the veteran community uh, improve themselves. It's like, so bro, get off your high horse. I don't need this degree and I don't need you. And of course, he sounded off with what I've heard my entire life with, uh, hey, well, you're not going to get very far with that with that attitude. I was like, really? Because 
seem to have gotten pretty far. And I don't know, I'm looking to my left, I'm looking to my right. And regardless if you like me or not, I'm still sitting in this PhD program. And I explained to him, you know what? I might just stay in just to spite you, just so you have to deal with me for another three years. And he didn't like that. But there was nothing he could do because I wasn't cursing. I wasn't yelling at him. And it's like, yeah, 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 sure. I, I understand what uh, he said. I could get it in trouble for, uh, you know, potentially threatening my cohort member. Um, but in the guidelines of the school, it says, like, you have to treat everyone with respect. And when that guy uh, referred to my family and theorized them being in a bad situation of danger, them being killed, he crossed the line. And that's what I explained to professor to the professor. And then all of a sudden it dropped, right? Now, all of a sudden it wasn't an issue. And I said, I have no problem. We can go before the dean. And then you're going to explain to him how you didn't intervene and, you know, stop this. And so it dropped. And my whole point is, you know, yes, I sound like an arrogant prick, but you, we all need to know our value. We all need to know that there are other options. I'm leaving this school and I'm going to go to another school, but I'm not, my goal hasn't ended. I'm still going to earn a PhD because that's my goal. Now for me, what do I care if it's in public policy, global leadership, or public administration, or criminology? What do I care? What difference does it make to me? Not a whole lot because I can use them all in my field. And that's all that really matters, right? Is can I use these degrees? And yes, I can. And I know I can. But again, and so again, I don't mean to pick on military officers, but I had to explain to him and I, I was very polite um, because he kept telling me that my um, points were not valid. And I had to explain to him, it's like, look, you're, you mentioned that you're a, uh, you're a former military officer, but you, and this is a program for leadership, for global, global leadership. It's like, and after nine weeks, he failed to mention one example of his leadership skills while in the military. And so that's how I know that he was not a leader because we've have I've had this discussion with multiple people. Well, he was a good leader or he was a bad leader. No, that doesn't exist. There's you're a leader or you're not. Right. There's no adjective in front of the word leader. It's just leader, period. And this guy isn't a leader. And once he got out, he did like like a few people. I don't know. He decided that he was just going to sit on the sidelines and go into academia, which is fine. Awesome. Right. Because we need people to teach the next generation. And so he decided that he was going to sit on the sideline and he was just going to write in academic journals. And, and that's it. That's all he does. And awesome, dude. It's like, but you're just sit, you're on the sidelines of life. You're not doing anything. You're not actively participating. And right now I'm in between, right? I'm trying to support myself and my family while I get this PhD so I can have a job with some influence, right? Work at one of these think tanks in D.C., again, running for uh, political office here in North Carolina. It's either you're actively participating or you're on the sidelines. And he's on the sidelines. And I explained that to him. And, of course, he didn't like that. And who would? Who would like? Who likes being called out? Um, but I don't care. What difference does it make to me? Masalema.
right? If you don't understand that, what that means that means ciao later, later, Holmes, <laughs> right? And so that seems seems a little arrogant, but it really isn't. And just know your worth, right? And you don't once you don't have to put up with any crap from people. You know, he he's a professor and he's like in charge of this program, um, but I don't need him. His his degree, his title means nothing to me. And, you know, am I going to stay in this program? Probably not, because I, I, I seem to have uh, worn out my welcome. And I know that if I stayed in, I'd have him for another few classes. And uh, it probably wouldn't go over too well for me. So for me, I'm going to head on out. Um, so just to recap, you know, small businesses, if you want to start, start a small business, just go to um, to the Google machine and type, type in small business administration. And uh, it, it's basically a how-to to start your own business, right? It even helps you out with starting uh, your business plan. So I know it seems very intimidating, but it really isn't. So just make sure you have a good timeline. Um, don't try to pack it all in into like a week because it's not going to work. You're going to just run yourself into the ground. And just go ahead and look at that website, all right? Um, two, you know, if you have a goal, that's great, man. And your goals are going to change. The timelines are going to change. But just keep at it and, and you'll you'll get there. You'll achieve your goals. You'll be successful, right? Um from mile nine to mile 13 yesterday, man, it was rough. It was rough, but I kept at it and, and that's fine. And I know, you know, uh, my wife was saying, it's like, well, that was 13 miles. How are you going to make it 26? It's like, well, today I probably wouldn't have made 26, but next year I will. Or, you know, uh, in November when I run uh, the city of Oaks marathon out, out in Raleigh, yeah, I might qualify then. And so, you know, it's just, just be patient when you're trying to achieve your goals. All right. And two, uh, three, I mean, and the most important one, if I, if you don't remember anything else, just remember, you don't have to take anybody's crap. All right. Screw them, man. You live your life and you be happy and you go achieve your goals and you're always going to have naysayers and people are always going to tell you, Hey, we're not going to get very far with that attitude. Yeah, yeah, I will. I've heard that my entire life. And guess what? The people who say that, they were never going to assist me anyway. They were never going to help me out, right? So why why would I care about their opinions? It, it doesn't matter, all right? Just do what you need to do to take care of your physical and your mental health, all right? And so before I go, I just wanted to uh, promote uh, Veteran United Home Loans. Um, if you go to their website, it's veteransunited.com. Uh, that's the company where I uh, I got pre-approved for my home loan. And you know, I know a couple of other people who have gone through there. And once I got um, filled out the paperwork, I've been bombarded with uh, phone calls, emails, and text messages from my home loan team, from the finance officer to uh, two other people. I, I, don't even, I don't even remember what they do, but they're if I have any questions, they're constantly reaching out, which is fine. I'd rather they did that than just ignored me. And whenever I have questions, I just text them, which I thought was absurd, but I've texted them several times and they've messaged me right back, usually within 10 minutes. The biggest thing was, you know, when you're told you're pre-approved, well, how long 
does that pre-approval last? And for me, it was four months. I'm sure each organization is going to be different, but I, I don't want to want them to tell me that I had to purchase a house in the next two weeks or I was going to have to go through the process again. It's like, no, I have four months to find a house. And that's awesome. Okay, so if you're looking for a new home, just go out to Veterans United Home Loans. And for shout outs, um, this week, um, my son had a, a my eldest son had a, a boy and uh, Jean Jean, um, just want to give you a shout out, Jean Jean. And he's four months, um, brand new, he has a big old giant uh, Bulbasaur head. Um, but I love you, Jean Jean. And when you get old enough, uh, grandpa's going to take you out and we're going to go golfing. All right. So I hope you were able to get something out of this uh, short podcast. And just remember, you are special. You have something to that will make you successful in life. Um, just identify what that is and maximize it. All right. Take care of your mental and your physical health. All right. Until next time, zot, 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 and roll tide.